NCRP Productions presents New Dallas, an alien RPG campaign series podcast. Episode 10. Welcome back to Alien New Dallas. This is Barry, your Game Master. I'm going to have introductions go around, and we'll start. Hey, everybody. It's Pedro. I'm playing Cole Bloodhound Baird, the Marshal. Hi, it's Sequoia, and I'm running Elizabeth, Dr. Elizabeth Langtree. Hello, everyone. This is David. I'm running Colonial Marine Sergeant Alistair Richter. Hello, this is Josh. I am playing Lance Bateman, Sneaks and Company Man. So, last episode, we finally got out of the hell. Raining, bunch of prisoners brought in, That's right. the landing, and the takeoff for the Marine ship, which brought you back to the Marine base, finally has everybody off the oil rig and back in relative safety. So for all of you, except for Sergeant Richter, you can all reduce stress down to zero. Because at the point when you're gonna come in next, you will not have stress. For Richter, you're immediately sent, and I think we talked about this last time, but in the case of your onboarding, debriefing, your first time into your new base, we had decided you're brought in, your Marines would go to their barracks or their rucks or their, their bunks or Yeah, they would know to report for duty, you know. But they don't report with you to the person in charge. <clears throat> no, they would report to the uh, there's a company commander or something like that, or base commander, they would report. And basically they would get their bunks or their They would be assigned uh, you know, living quarters and then uh, and you know, that kind of thing. Barracks and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, it would trickle down from, from them reporting for duty. Because before they report for duty, nobody knows they're there. Right. Okay. Very good. So you're going to be sent, or you're going to know that you're going to have to find Mage Perkins for debrief, which is a simple, you know, hey, where's where's the Major at? And you get the point in the center. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That should be pretty easy. Like, hey, where's Command at or whatever. So as you get close, there's a front office and a, it's military but a military intermediary who tells you take a seat major perkins will be with you as soon as he can okay and the wait begins so while that's going on for the rest of you you guys have all been brought into effectively a sitting area number of tables maybe it's the mess hall maybe it's a conference room you guys are, are brought into an area where the whole of you are sitting and you've been given coffee there are two Marines standing in near proximity to both Dr. Langtree and to Lance Bateman. There are a couple more Marines in here. Nobody is directly on guard. They are all weaponed up. They are all armored up, but nobody is standing with weapons drawn. They're pretty much at attention. You guys, you guys will know, those who are not the two, the two of you, you will know that they have people close to them for some reason and... There's going to be a definite murmur going through of why there's, whether you hear the direct words, you can pick it up very quickly because you'll have people kind of talk and then look at the Marines and then look at the person, you know. So let me go around. As far as Dr. Langtree, you've been brought here. You were paid for, and when I say paid for, you were not bought. Your contract was bought by Andy's Drop. You are replacing the current doctor here. The contract itself, I believe, is five years. And you've met a few of the nurses that are coming in to work with you. So you don't know a whole lot about your facility. And you've kind of seen what you're coming into. 
How is Dr. Lantry feeling? And remind you that the two Marines are not hovering, but they're right there. I'm pretty disgruntled with my, not necessarily like the Andy Strop, but just the people who were on the ship. And I, the Marshal did not make a great first impression on me. Um, horrified by the military presence. I couldn't be more displeased. And I'm certainly going to voice that at some point. Um, I think my first move once we got out of the, the drop shift into safety would be making sure my nurses were okay. And then at that point, I, I think I would try to talk to, a, I want to make a complaint. So, so you're, <laughs> that's what I was thinking. Would you, ask, <laughs> yeah. would you ask one of the Marines that's with you, is Where do we there any way to lodge a complaint against, and the other question would be, would you say against the Marines, against Sergeant Richter? a complaint with no designation how would you approach yeah, that so and who would you approach i think that she wouldn't necessarily want to sour the the water with her and the marshal just yet i think she'd rather try to deal with him one-on-one -on -one. but richter was uh a stinker <laughs> and so i think that i'd want to put in a, a whoever whatever the nearest marine i would so say so there's one of the two near you yeah and, and so I, you lean back and well, I get the opportunity to, to share my my perspective on what happened. Ma'am, are you asking to be debriefed? Sure, we can call it that. There were some very unsatisfactory happenings that occurred that I would like to make sure that everyone's aware of. Uh, Ma'am, just a minute. I, I will check. And he leans into the other Marine with him. She nods her head, and he walks out. You are now basically surrounded by only one Marine. He walks out of the room. Okay. And while you're watching him go, Cole Baird, since you weren't thrown under the bus, yeah. how are you feeling with this? Do you have a number of the people, some things that you'll catch within the room because your eye works a little different than everyone else's? Katrina Hill is sitting in close proximity to Lance Bateman, but not so close that they could be confused as being together. And I don't mean as a boyfriend-girlfriend. I mean as the kind of knowing each other together. Mm -hmm. there, there wouldn't be confused that. But she is definitely close, and she keeps her eye on him, <clears throat> excuse me, on him and on Langtree. Yeah, um, with regards to, uh, with her, I, 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 I'm pretty done with her. She basically has yeah. not looked at you once. Yeah, and If I, you're in the vision, you know, it's, it's that bob down past. She won't. She won't look you eye to eye. And I will keep an eye, like a corner eye, on her, because I know that she's gonna try and pull some bullshit at some point. <laughs> um, something's, uh, you know, something's gonna happen. I lost my temper a little bit, uh, so. <laughs> um, and then also, I mean, I'd be concerned with getting my arm checked out because I still have the the wound from that cat thing yeah oh yeah uh so that would be going to dr langtree it right? probably would if you chose to do that okay so since dr langtree's talking to the the marines um it looks like she's clearly doing something so. well she's spoken and the male of the pair with her has left the room okay perfect so if langtree's just standing there then i'll i'll Stand do, up. Do and, any of the three of you envision that you're standing, or are you all sitting? You've been given. I'd be sitting. It doesn't have to be coffee. It could be hot chocolate yeah, yeah. or tea, or even a coke or something. I'd be sitting, 100. percent So you walk, get up, walk over to the lamp, yeah. and you're sitting. So mm -hmm. you know, try and straighten myself up as I go. Uh, 
Like, how well kept is the building here? Is it like dirty and grimy everywhere? Is it like. So the interior of this room <clears throat> appears to be washed down on a regular basis. So sparkling, no. But clean, yes. Military doesn't have the reason to keep it dirty. There's no benefit to that. And if, you, if you've got dirt, you attract bugs. Bugs make people sick. Military is not looking to have sick people. That is a waste of resources. The only kind of good bug is indeed a dead bug. So. <laughs> and if this were Starship Troopers, that would be so true. <laughs> um, okay, so yeah, so, so... There's chairs. Lance Bateman is sitting. Okay. With they're they're one, definitely one are, leg. Well, not chairs, but benches. Yeah. Yes. Uh, well, if they're not comfortable, then he's standing. <laughs> <laughs> well, that would be up to Lance Bateman. I don't know what's comfortable why, for Lance why? Bateman. Think, think the uh, standard cafeteria kind of roll-out bench seats. So you roll the table out, and the benches fold down from the oh. table, and they're, you know, corrugated metal... Probably no pad. Uh, no pad. You don't nah. have like a seeks and sit anywhere fold up there. <laughs> I, I left that I left that in my things that's being that shipped in my room. <laughs> um yeah, so uh, saunter over to uh Langtree. Yeah. Hey, uh, uh, Dr. Langtree might I, might I have a word with you for a moment? I suppose we should speak. Yeah. Um Well to start, uh, I guess I should say uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm so- sorry, and I take my hat off and kind of like dust it on my pants. Like uh, things didn't really go go according to plan out there. Uh, I may have not been as calm as I normally am. I I, I want to emphasize that normally I have a much much cooler head. Marshall Baird, I assume that you were chosen for this position because you have some semblance of a professional nature and some modicum of success in whatever you came before here. Yeah, I've done a few things in my time. You know, I've been at this job for for a while. Uh, They they, they chose me for, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm qualified. You did not exemplify anything close or approaching to something that I would consider a, a successful marshal of a, of a burgeoning frontier land. I'm, I'm very disappointed in the behavior that I saw. Do you have a, an answer for what, what caused that? What's wrong with you? Ah, well, that was a lot that just came my way. But <laughs> I can't say that it was wrong. Oh, just kind of hurt. Uh, okay, so... Well, what I think, if I, if I, I'm not trying to make excuses, but you know, we, it's not every day that I get, you know, shot out of the sky. So I think maybe, maybe I got a little rattled. I'm gonna, I'm gonna chalk it up to getting rattled a bit from the, from the plane coming down, or the plane, <laughs> the ship coming down. Uh, but I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna strive to, to show you that, uh, I can have a cool head when, uh, when I, when I need to. Uh, that, that's at least what I'm going for. But, um, so yeah, so, so again, I, I, I apologize, and I hope that we can try to have a good relationship, uh, in the future, uh, especially since I could actually use a little bit of your help now that we're, you know, in a safe place, uh, my, my hand with the, you know, the, the weird cat oily thing. I'll pull out my first aid kit and kind of, like, smack it on the table. <laughs> and I'll say, in the interest of the civilians of Andy's Drop, I'm willing to strive towards a good relationship with you. I think it's important that our bureaus... I think it's important that our departments work well together. And as long as what happened out there doesn't happen again, 
I we can move forward. Well, I, I can't say I, I plan to lose my cool again. Um, also, don't plan to get shot out of the sky again if I tell you if I can tell tell you what. Um, but <clears throat> Doctor Langtree, can I could I say something? Uh, it's about Bateman. Um, and this is simply out of your best interest. Uh, you know, looking out for you. You know, may you know Richter? I know he went pretty far. You know, hey, I've, give me an observation. Right? I've I've uh, I've known Richter for some time. We you know we've interacted before, and you know he usually has a calm head. So I I can't say you know speak to what happened on his end. But there's so, I you know there's something against bait about Bateman that it it raises the hackles on my neck. I. I know that you defended him, and you know I think you were you were right. He was, you know. Anyway, just just maybe for your safety, you know the, the corporate types. They could be mighty tricky. So you know Richter, and you vouch for him, and I know Bateman, and I understand the creature he is. All right, excellent. I, I just want to make sure, you know, my own peace of mind that I, I put in my two cents. Uh, thank you again for patching me up here. Do I need to roll medical for... Yeah, fix? give me okay. a medical roll. And your injury was how many? Um, it was, I think, two. Two wounds, right. Yeah. Lance Bateman is very distant. He's kind of like checking out the facility, just thinking about his current predicament, he could say, and not really paying attention to their conversation. If he was, he'd probably be trying to absorb some of the apology, sure. no, no, the proximity. no, not connected but, to their conversation. No. <laughs> I can't remember. Is it only sixes that are? Only sixes. Uh, no successes. No successes. All right. So she's able to patch you up. We're not going to change any hit point damage, but she's able to patch you up. And let's hop over to Lance before the Marine comes back in. So, Lance, you've just come down through this. I, I'm not sure, listening back through the episodes, I'm not sure how harrowing it was for you. Uh, nap relief was used uh, at least yes. once. Um, Several there- times, actually. I'm, in fact, <laughs> on my mind uh, as a priority is, you know, refilling my um, stock. <laughs> so I don't know if I need to pick up my paycheck first and then go take care of that. Or- <laughs> you, you have a number of things you'll have to do once you get to town. But So tell me about how you're feeling with this. So you've been so- brought into this room. You're not sat anywhere. You're not given any kind of VIP treatment as far as where you're sat. You don't have a plush chair. You are afforded two Marines that appear to be directly connected to you and only you in the same way that Dr. Langtree had two Marines. Oh. Although one's left, so yeah. maybe that's a, an so, awareness of your status. Right. So, like, part of the objective, at least not, not you know, that Lance Bateman assumed was, was the objective, was to get him back safely. So, I mean, is there any, like, checking in that Lance Bateman needs to do with, you know, corporate personnel or... Would you do that... In a military facility, how, no, no. How, how well, much that's does Bateman distrust yeah. military for stealing stuff? You know, it's, eavesdropping that kind of. Yeah, thing. it's how not so much vision? distrust as he just kind of feels like they're below him, so he doesn't really pay a whole lot of attention. I, I, I guess mm. I'm asking the wrong question. Yeah, he. he you know. Inside your briefcase, mm. you're going to have a number of devices yes. that you could make contact through a system, but that system right now would be USCMC. Would you have any oh, concern nah. about that? Now, keep in mind that when Richter approached you and told you that you and Dr. Langtree were the persons of interest and you were the only ones that mattered, that immediately yeah. tells you that Seeks and has USCMC, or US, yeah, USCMC directly controlled by them in some fashion. Yeah. 
That's why I'm saying like, I'm not if if it, you know if if it's not a big deal, I'm not in a hurry to do it. I'll just kind of wait and, and check things out. For later. But, yeah. Okay. But if um, I'm assuming once I reach my eventual uh, office location, that I will have some form of communications equipment to do what I need to do there as well. With the observation role, not only are you not really aware of the two of them talking specifically about you, but in addition to that, I'm going to assume that you're not really aware of. Katrina at this point. She's not racing to get next to you. She's in your vicinity. Something you did notice, because I think most everyone saw it, she doesn't have her camera. Everyone remembers what happened to the camera. Oh, yeah. It's in the water. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just, just as a reminder from last episode. All right. So the Marine comes back in, comes over to you, Dr. Langtree, and says, ma'am, if you'll follow me. And I will. All right. So you get up. And you're sandwiched, not not close, but you're sandwiched between the male in the front, the female in the back, and they walk you out. So you're going to see that, Lance, and everyone else in there is. And very quickly, so this is going to be <coughs> odd because, again, you didn't hear a lot from him. But Cole, the field geologist, the really crazy big guy, Gorin comes over and says, Marshall, any idea what they're doing with the dock? That doesn't look safe. Well, they don't have any kind of jurisdiction over her, right, other than she's in this facility? I mean, do I know? I mean, they, they don't. You have, you know, have no I idea have no why idea. they would, yeah. so the answer is they shouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> But you are but, in their facility. Well, yeah, I mean, I, as far as I know, none that, I, none that I've been made privy to, but, uh, you know, we are in their facility, so they do have that that much, as you say. And she but, doesn't. She does not look to you in any way distressed. She almost looks... Matter of fact, perfectly perfunctory. I'm doing a job. Everything that I've seen from the doc, though, uh, she's probably one leading that little expedition right there. So you walk out. He takes you down hallway, back, forth, back, forth. And you end up coming to an office where the male will open the door and usher you in. The female immediately takes a position on the right-hand side of the door. And he'll let you in, and then the door will shut. As you walk in, Sergeant Richter is sitting there. And it looks like he's been sitting there a while. Now, Sergeant Richter, your position of at ease generally is standing or sitting. Which one are you doing in this office? There are seats, and you were told to have a seat. Are you sitting? I'd be sitting. Okay. Do you envision 20 minutes in that you would still be sitting there? I know you know you're not going to start flying out the handle. Why the fuck am I waiting? None of that. But would you sit or would you fidget? What do you imagine for for Richter? I would sit. Sit. All right. Very good. So you see Dr. Langtree come in. The person behind the desk in the front says, uh, Dr. Langtree? I imagine that I would have asked who I was going to go see. You would have asked. They, the, they would have told you, Major yeah. Perkins. I'm here to speak with Dr. Major Perkins. Absolutely, ma'am. He's expecting you. Go ahead in. And he points. And so she walks right back past you, Richter. Opens the door and heads in. Actually, no, I take it back. He would get up and open the door for you and let you in and then shut the door. So as you come into the office, this office looks like Major Perkins has moved in here. Now, I don't mean there's a bed and that kind of thing, but this office is obviously somebody's, and he is very comfortable in here. There are a number of stuffed mounted heads None of them are creatures that you have any clue what they are. They <laughs> That's all, cool. yeah, they're all not 
friendly. Like, it doesn't have a stuffed cow head or a deer head. Sure, they're, they're predators. They're all more frightening and predator-ish. And I would use the words reasonably alien. Like, you'd say that one kind of looks like a dog. That one kind of looks like a cat, but really not. In addition to that, he has behind him two bookshelves. They're all dark mahogany wood. He has books strewn across them, which is uncommon. You're not used to seeing physical books as often, especially in space, either in flight or in on a colony, the few that you've been through. It's not a common thing. It's not impossible by any means. And definitely there are a couple of different books, physical books, Bible still being one of them. There are two different Bibles that move around. And then the Space Beast book, which is on everybody's restricted list, but still is in print and it gets out there. Okay. And Go ahead and give me an observation roll. Yeah. I got two successes. And you will notice that that book, again, this is a restricted book. That book is on the shelf. Now, you catch it because the spine stands out. It's not like there's anything weird about it. It's not glowing red or anything like that. <clears throat> so as you step in, he immediately looks up from his desk and stands up. He says, Dr. Langtree, you'd like to have a seat? I understand you wanted to speak about the incident at the oil rig and the landing of the ship. And I'll uh, thank you for having me, and I'll shake his hand. And mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, if, if you move towards that, yeah. he, he realizes he hasn't done that and puts his hand out. Yeah, and then I'll take a seat, and I'll say, well, I, I wanted to speak with you for multiple reasons, one of which is... Um, and you can hear the murmur, murmur, murmur in the, in the room. Sergeant Richter. Side question. Do I know yet if I will be attending to the soldiers as the doctor here? You expect that you will be called in your... So there's a very good chance that they will have a number of medics and combat medics here. There may even be a base doctor or two. Okay. But from checking the place out, you know that in extreme cases where there has to be directive surgery... This far out, they're not getting military surgeons here. Okay. So you expect to be called in here. So a working relationship, a good working relationship is not a bad thing. Yeah. You're not sure how quid pro quo goes as far as paying sure. for you, et cetera. And that would probably, you would guess, be worked out by Annie's drop. But yeah. at the moment, you do expect to be interacting with them okay. at some point. Okay. Then I'll, I'll sit down and I'll say, well, thank you for having me. I wanted to speak to, um, indeed, our, our introduction to Andy's drop, and then also just kind of figure out how things have been working with uh, my predecessor. So he kind of fiddles around behind it with his hand, and he's focused on you and, and takes a quick look over, brings up a decanter, brings up a glass, and as he's bringing up the glass, he looks at you as, would you? Yeah, please. And he reaches down. He does not do the normal grab it with his fingers inside, but literally lifts from the back end, sets it down, and pours two fingers of something that's that's brown. And as you get it close to you, nicer smelling. This okay. you, you're you I don't know how much you are a drinker. A lot. A lot. Great. And do you understand quality by sniff? Yeah, absolutely. Good. So what you're smelling is an exceptional whiskey. Sure, and she'd do the whole like, you know, wafting thing. Sure. And you can see as he pulls it up and goes to drink and watches you, he holds back. And then just, you can see that knowing glance. He's respecting another whiskey drinker. And the two of you drink. He says, uh, please, continue. So I think I'd first like to discuss um, 
when things do require the, the, the main facility surgical intervention, do we typically come to you? Do you come to our facility? So far, ma'am, in most of the cases, we have had to bring our people to you or to your facility. Your facility is better set up than ours. We have the ability to cryo-freeze somebody and maintain their condition for an extended period of time. We can do that here on base, or if they were for some reason had to go off planet, we can do that. But on base, your facilities are better equipped than ours for something of extreme surgery. Understood. I, I imagine that in the future we'll have more inter interactions, and I just want to make sure that, you know, everything's gravy between us. Well, at, at this point, ma'am, I believe it is. Is there a specific point that I'm missing? And he's very friendly, as much as a military strict person would be, sure. very friendly, and seems to be asking you to speak openly with him, although he has not specifically said that. Have we discovered the reason that our initial dropship was taken down? No, ma'am. That is currently under investigation. Uh, I will be actually speaking with, hopefully, the new marshal to begin prep work on figuring that out. Do you have any kind of ideas? Um, while we were at the oil rig, we did encounter some UPP personnel. Yes, ma'am, and that was an, an unfortunate situation. I am glad my Marines were there to take care of that situation and keep you safe from harm. I intend to maintain that level of strict military control of these situations. We are uncertain how the UPP landed on this planet. As insurgents, as that faction tends to be, we have every intention of keeping them off planet as much as we can. Although you understand as military, until the planet is given over to us, civilian command can allow anyone to land, of whether course. we know their affiliation or not, which allows insurgents to step through our web and into the greater planet area. Sure, of course. You can only do so much. Do you have any off the record maybe any guesses of what could have happened so he looks at you for a moment you can feel you, you feel like not that he's checking you out but he's kind of appraising you sure. weighing you he leans back in his chair takes a drink you can see that he's and I'll enjoying purposefully the mimic him okay enjoys the drink for a moment and then pretty pretty hardly swallows to where you hear that Adam's apple click click back up and down he says we have some some basic idea. I can tell you that we have an android that was brought to base about a year ago that seems to have an idea of something that's going on. It's a bishop model, so we have the utmost confidence in its workings. We are currently having that android lead the investigation. So if it is okay with you, we may ask to have him come interview you at some point and get your perception of what happened. And fairly quickly, I realize that you're gonna be setting up your office and taking over the practice at this point from Dr. Kumari, but if we can, I will give you some warning and possibly you could give us an hour or two. I, well, it's not common knowledge, but I will let you know that the creatures that were there, the Sagarans, they are an indigenous creature. We have had little interaction with them. They tend to be farther south on the continent, much farther south than where the colonists have currently populated. And our military reconnaissance 
would not have gone far enough generally to interact with them. This is now the farthest north that we've heard of them, and we are trying to get more information on what happened with them. They have the interactions have not been violent in the past, so I'm very confused as to what was going out on out of the oil rig, but we are presently forbidden to approach the oil rig unless we are given leeway by Wayland yutani The rig itself is owned by Wayland yutani not by the colony. And it will probably be one of the things they decommission as well. I'm going to look at the, the different stuffed heads in this room. Do mm -hmm. I see anything that looks like the, say, what did, what did you call it? Sigarant? And no. 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 I mean, no. Nothing, first of all, nothing looks aquatic. That's what I, my next question. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Nothing looks cool. He doesn't have any big fish mounted. Okay. No fish. I got it. Okay. Yeah. So there there were a number of concerning things at the oil rig. Um, the most disturbing to me, there was a, 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 probably a water access point inside of, of the, the communication hub, I suppose. I'm not, I'm not absolutely certain what area it was, but there was a pit that was full of um, just meat, just just meat. So he's just he's looking at you. Yeah, he and, make a comment. <laughs> and it it seems like something. I mean, I would hope an animal was storing it there, but then there were equally unsettling um, worker joes. You're familiar with them. They they were yes, the season models. Yes, ma'am. They were posed in in terrible, strange formations. Um, purposeful, not an animal. I mean, I suppose it could have been the UPP, but it I don't understand why that would happen. Well, I'm not certain either, ma'am. Uh, do you believe that it poses an imminent danger to the colony? I think that whatever was on the oil rig making making that happen, making those those displays, I do think that they pose a danger to, to people, at least. Well, I will speak with the marshal's office. At this point, again, I, I want to reiterate, as a whale in Utani... Rig, we are not allowed access to it unless there is a military reason to go in or they ask us to go in. Of but course. the marshal's office does have extra territory, extra territory, forget it, has the ability to go in there, <laughs> has the ability to go in there with, with without any form of warrant or ac access granted. Okay, I understand that. Um... I, I, you know, obviously between you and the marshal, you'll decide what to do, but I, I do think it warrants investigation. It, it was very, very alarming. Um, okay, well, I, this was mostly just kind of a, an introductory meeting that I wanted to do. And he takes the remainder of his glass, finishes the whole glass at that point, gently sets down, stands up. Okay. Su suggesting to you the yes, end of it. Yes, I will says, Yes, yes, doctor, it has been a joy to meet you. I'm glad to have you aboard. I hope that we can meet in better circumstances than this. I'm sure we, we will. see that this military base is respectable, proper, and everything the UC, USCMC... Jesus Christ. And everything the USCMC is proud to be. And he, he now holds out his hand for the first time, him leading that. Yeah, I'll, I'll shake his hand and uh, then I'll just see myself out. Okay. So, Richter, you're going to see her walk out. 
the the two marines will basically come back in and bookcase you and the the man who's spoken to you before he says dr langtree anything else before you we bring you back to the mess hall is there going to be a point where we'll be able to recover any of the luggage from the plane do you know that answer i i, I don't ma'am with there was luggage i feel like so I'll, I'll remind you Am I we wrong? had this no, 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 okay. we, we had this discussion and we all wondered about it so the only things you would have been brought up with would be your carry on okay well then just skip that. Well, he would he would tell you yeah. since you, you're I, I would assume I that your luggage different. would come down on one of the cargo haulers, yeah. but I can't be certain. No, I believe you're right. Thank you for your time. Of course, and then they walk you back in, back to where you guys are. So, Richter, you've now had maybe a thirty minute stint just sitting there. Dang. Yeah. So I just just for my own player understanding, sure. so just so I understand the chain command, it's a Whaling Utani colony. That's being decommissioned, right? It was originally a Whalen Utani planet. Okay. The atmosphere generators were set up. The colonists came there. Oil was found there, and trimonite was found there in pretty good quantities. Okay. So the oil rigs were set up. The colonists are here mostly to pull those two things out of the earth. Well, they're Whalen Utani colonists, right? No. They're colonists, just the word colonist. Figure it that way, the word colonist. Freelance colonist? Yes. Whalen yutani basically throws out a call and says, who would like to come work? In time, if you're simply working there and you've decided, hey, this is kind of my home, now you ask to get a piece of land. That's where the land assayer and those type got brought in. Whalen yutani is now breaking down the atmosphere plants. The atmosphere plants have been working on the planet for a number of years. They're taking their stuff and leaving. Now... It potentially to you see, would seem odd that Whalen Utani would put in so much money. Those atmosphere plants are, are way beyond your pay grade. Taking them out is not a strange thing. The fact that Whalen Utani would give them up. Now, I believe somewhere in the earlier part of the game, you were all made privy in some fashion that Whalen Utani has a hundred year contract for 50% of everything that comes out of here. So even though they own, they do not own any portion of it officially, they're taking the lion's share of what's coming out because they're not paying fees or anything like that. So everything was initially set up by Wayland Yutani. And another thing that, thinking along those lines, you're reasonably confident, knowing Lance Bateman, you're reasonably confident that that's what he's here for is to try and set up. See, in fact, I think you may have said that, Lance, yeah, see, I, I think, like, I may have been sent here, and it may be a shithole, but I think there's there's potential here. And so, obviously, you know, Whalen Utani is on their way out, so, you know, maybe there's something that Lance Bateman can make a name for himself with here. And so for you, uh, Richter, you would assume that Seekson is here trying to gain a foothold, not necessarily as the owner of the colony planet, but in here as the corporation of choice for bringing devices out, bringing, bringing everything that the person needs here. And it being a young colony, there's probably not a lot of wealth here yet. Seekson thrives in the low wealth. We've already joked about them being the Dollar General or yeah. <laughs> something that, that type. Well, so that doesn't really answer my question. Um, okay. uh, you know, that's helpful, but... As far as like what I understand, like one, the reason that the Marines are here, it's a Wayland Utani planet. 
currently still right still yes until okay. the until the so, atmos plants so it's apart. a whaling yutani planet we're here as subcontractors for whaling yutani to protect its assets right right and okay. you you will remain some portion of this base will remain here to protect the other corporate assets and you've already seen huh. that co the corporate whaling yutani and seekson do not work quote unquote together right and yet somebody was sent here to take care of him because you were told to take care of him all right so my understanding is that so basically, it's a whaling yutani planet. The Marines are contracted to protect whaling yutani's assets. So anything on the planet is the Marines' jur jurisdiction above and beyond a marshal. No, that wouldn't be the case. Because Andy's Drop has become autonomous, because they are going to be a separate colony, the base itself, you, you, the USCMC base itself, is what you are geared to protect. And then anything the Major tells you or if there's somebody above him, tells you to protect. But your your purview is strictly military environs and where you're told to go. It's not planet-wide. Okay, so then, so my previous question being, we're con subcontracted to protect whaling Yutani's assets, is a no. Is a no, yeah, so when you, when you look at the alien world, there's the official, unofficial thing. So the military has always been able to be bent to Wayland yutani in, in the movies and everywhere else we've seen. But they're not officially owned by or financed by Wayland yutani uh, right. The above-board component is the USCMC is their own autonomous group. Well, they're financed by the UAC. Yes. Right, so they're basically the United States of America, or what's right. left of it in this date, you know, in this date. But, yeah, yeah they're, they fall under a governmental, you know, thing. But they magically get contracted regularly by Wayland yutani they oh, yeah. seem to get called out often for Whalen Utani stuff. In in a number of cases, they have been called out in place of something else. You are working for someone else. You are doing something else. Whalen Utani needs a Marine Corps squad, and suddenly your squad is pulled up route from what it was just in the middle of doing, like literally in the middle, and you go there. So there's a connection, Priorities. but it's, it's it's supposed to be quiet and hidden. It's it's a huge, well known secret. Well, the reason why it's important is because, uh, you know, as Marines, we have we're given orders, mm -hmm. right? If we're if our orders are, and we're going to be we're going to be well uh, informed of those orders, if our orders are to protect military assets on the ground on this planet versus working for Whaling Yutani as their security force, basically, it's a different mission. Peace so, right? so the first thing that you said would be your modus operandi. You are to protect. Military assets. That is your number one priority. You right. will periodically be told to do something else, but your every day, all the time, is protect military assets, not protect Wayland Utah. Okay, so. And uh, you know that. Okay. So, in understanding coming to New Dallas, what were my orders? Your orders were to come to New Dallas, check in with the new, the new commander. This is your new station. Right. You will be assisting in the Whaling yutani removal of their 48 atmosphere plants. So we're here being contracted by Whaling yutani for the, their assets and services yes. rendered in removal of those assets of specifically. specifically Whaling yutanis right? No, specifically the atmosphere producers. Which is Whaling yutani equipment, Correct, right? but okay. not the planet. Not the planet. We're and talking not about... The, not the town. Yeah, the planet isn't, isn't our concern and right. the town isn't our concern. Correct. Our mission is to come under Whaling yutanis uh, you know, contract to help remove their equipment. And anything 
your commanding officers tell you. Well, that's always a blanket. We, we have to follow orders. <laughs> right. But, but we're also well informed of the orders that we're here, or the mission that we have, right? Yes, of course. I mean, there's, there's being a Marine on a day-to-day basis, and then there's the orders of the mission at hand, right? The order of the so, day, yes. Yeah, it's important to understand what the order of the mission at hand is. So anything that falls along the guidelines of, of that mission takes precedence over any non-military civilian interaction or or collaboration. Yes, we'll always order. yeah, we'll right. always take precedent over that. So like as far as I know we've got like the the marshal, right, who has like extraterritoriality between planets. He has a certain amount of of weight that he can push and that that holds true until it becomes a military matter. Correct. Involved in the direct mission at hand, so I just Correct. want to understand what the chain of command. Yeah, and yeah, the, and I think you understand. All right. Okay. Good. Good. Cool. So anyway, the person sitting down, you saw him open the door for Langdry. He doesn't. He he just looks over and he says, "Sergeant, you can go in." All right, I go in. All right. So you come into the same office. There are two empty whiskey glasses sitting on the table. Obviously, both have had stuff in them. A quick look around the room. You get the feeling that Major Perkins is showing a face from what you see that may not match what he is in reality. That doesn't mean he's lying, but what you see around are affectations to give a sense of the room. And you know that and feel that very comfortably. Okay. So when you come in, you stand. I stand You wait until he says something. Absolutely. And he makes you sweat for another two minutes. And then he looks at me and says, ah, Sergeant, sit. And I sit down. So, Sergeant, I'd like to begin by welcoming you to the base. Thank you, sir. That's the beginning of the friendship, potentially the end of it, right there. He says, so let's get into it. No whiskey for you. <laughs> no whiskey for you. He says, so when you came down, when you left when you left ship on that shuttle and came down, describe to me what happened before you landed. What were you aware of happening and the order in which it happened? We squished your nephew. <laughs> um, the uh, the shuttle when it was making its uh, entry into the uh, atmosphere of the planet uh, was either uh, either struck something or was struck by something that blew out the front portion of the cockpit, injuring the pilots, and uh, we were forced to make an emergency landing. Were you able to ascertain what struck the ship? Uh, no, but it looked like something uh, uh, reactive, some type of explosion, something that blew the front end of the of the of the vessel outward is this inward. something you or one of your marines was able to look at directly how did you come by this knowledge uh what what how what did knowledge? you come by that knowledge i looked at it okay i walked to the cockpit and looked at it and, yeah. and your belief is it was struck by what it was either struck by something or we ran or we struck something sir so not an explosive, not a directed missile or any of that type is your belief whatever it was that came into contact with the ship uh um uh, and I don't. It could have been from the pressure. I'm not an engineer, sir. But uh, yeah, it could have been uh, some type of uh, either decompression or depressurization uh, of the cockpit, or something that had an outwardly uh, um, reactive effect that that removed uh, parts of the of the of the whole ship uh, away from itself. When you radioed in, you had told me, and I asked you directly, "Are there casualties?" And at the time you radioed in, radioed in, you said. No casualties. But I am missing a shuttle pilot, a civilian shuttle pilot. You neglected to tell me about that. Now, I accept that it is possible that the situation may have been such that you didn't think to mention that to me. I do not want to see that happen again. As a Marine, your observation is my eyes in that space. Do I make myself clear? Yes, sir. 
He says, now, as you can imagine, I'd like to at least have some indication of what happened to my son. Now, what's, what's the rank of uh, Perkins? Perkins is private. All right, private Perkins, sir. Um, uh, he is currently uh, MIA. Um, uh, in order to uh, protect the uh, assets of the mission at hand, uh, after a cursory search and uh, uh, perimeter uh, search of uh, Perkins' body, or uh, any type of communication with Perkins failed, and uh, we uh, sought to uh, get the civilians and POIs to safety. Um, it's my full intention to uh, uh, take my men and uh, reassess and, uh, the situation and uh, do everything we can to recover uh, or get into touch with uh, Private Perkins. Now you can see that he is maintaining control, but you can see that it is somewhat of an effort. Mm. And he says, Sergeant, that is the only reason why you are here in my office and not spending time in a brig. You followed my orders to the letter. And sadly, as much as I don't want to, I'm going to need to commend you for that, and that will go in your CV, just so you understand. My intention is to send a team out to recover my son's body. Would you like to be part of that team? I very much would like to be part of that team. He's one of my men, sir. Very good. In the interim, I'm going to have you report to the barracks. I'm giving you a fourth man to your squad until my son is recovered. Sergeant, I'm going to have you meeting up with a private Brooks. Go ahead and give me a an observation roll. Is there a memory roll? Uh, I don't I think know. it's got to be observation because I don't know what else. Kind yeah. of doing a would you know and would you remember. I think observation makes more sense yep. than the other. I'm going to go wits observation. Good, good, good. All right, so we're doing a wits observation roll? Yep. All right. Did uh, you notice roll? My wits is a... Are we, so how much stress do I have? In 10 minutes, uh, you're going to have reduced two levels of stress. All right. Three, four, five. 20. It's been 20 minutes. You're going to reduce two levels of stress. And, and then I got stress, so I've got two, three, five. All right, cool. I do have an alien, uh, but I also have one, and I have one success. Perfect. So go ahead and give me the stress, the panic roll. Uh, <laughs> 11. <laughs> you start shooting him. <laughs> All right, so, so the, re- the reality is, obviously, you're not going to do something stupid. Yeah, um, I would think so. You're in office. I waited 30 damn minutes. Basically, the, the response is seek cover. So you kind of hide back in your words as you're being careful with what you're saying to him. You don't remember a Brooks. So he says, he looks at you for a moment. He says, is there a problem with Brooks? Well, I don't think that there is, sir. Okay. You'll be meeting Brooks back in the barracks. He says, when you leave here, I expect you to go there, get your men together, get them to sleep. Have, oh. they, have they eaten? Did you eat coming into the base? We did not. You will take 30 minutes, do that, clean will up. We, will there be a debrief? Beyond what I've got going here, yes, each of your men is going to be debriefed on their own, and you will get a second debriefing. I would prefer to have yours in writing. Okay. Uh, we had... Uh civilian uh, interaction uh, um, uh, on site. Um, one is a reporter from uh, Seeks and News uh, that was asking a lot of questions and uh, had a what's, camera at one point. What's the name? Uh, Katrina Hill. Katrina Hill, sir. Very good. I will have her checked out. The camera has been retrieved? Uh, no, sir. <laughs> she still maintains control of the camera? No, sir. The camera was lost in the water, um, but... Uh, um, she did, I don't know if she's keeping any other forms of uh, media on her person. There's not much we can do 
to a seasoned news reporter, especially one with her credentials. Okay. And there's Understood. also there's also a civilian doctor who you know of, um, you know, who's uh, very, uh, you know, civilian in her uh, in her perspective. Quite civilian. Sure. <laughs> so he's he's as you're talking, you'll notice that he's watching you the minute you mention Dr. Langtree, although you didn't mention her by name. And he says, "Uh huh. Is there anything else with her?" Uh, no, just uh, you know, um, um, she may be a challenge, you know. But uh, I'm, I expect I'm sure, her to be. I'm sure it's within our abilities to uh, adapt to the situation and uh, you know bring her to a higher understanding, sir. Well, that will not be your charge, Sergeant. Good. <laughs> can you work with her? Uh, I can I can follow any orders that you give me, and I'd be delighted to hear any suggestions that you might have, sir. Nope, that's that's good to hear. I I am glad to hear that you are a capable Marine, as I expected you to be from the beginning. Go ahead and give me an observation of this moment. Okay. Uh, am I rolling the panic dice as well? Yes. Okay. So we're back to uh, okay, and the actually panic dice. you're down one more panic. Okay. Eleven. Okay. So more. All right. Cool. That's one way to reduce stress. Keep rolling that. Huh? Uh, I do have a, um, you know, I do have an alien, but I also have one, two, three successes. Wow. All right. So give me the panic roll. Just okay. make sure it doesn't so re this remove is the four. three successes. So that's a ten. That's a ten. <laughs> All right. Amazing. So yeah, you're, what's happening is you are still you're waiting for something. Your expectation is some for some reason you're going to get your ass chewed. In some ways, some you got this belief—not a persecution complex, but your expectation is somebody's going to complain and you're going to get in yeah. trouble for it. And God damn it, you're going to have to pay the price. And it hasn't happened yet, and that's kind of setting you off. He's been pretty reasonable so far, even to the death of his son. Now he is a consummate marine; you would not expect him to be weird about it, but you would expect him to have some kind of retaliatory attack on you, which he has not done. Also, tell him about the part where you pointed your gun at my face for sending a text message. He's not going to tell him that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're at it. Well, you just I, 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 I'm going to let him know, uh, you know, that... Um, so, is he saying anything else about the, the doctor? Nope. Nope. Oh. He, he seemed to be just watching you, waiting for it. I said, yeah, there's also uh, there's also some concerns uh, with the transmission that was sent out from the comms array uh, by the corporate uh, Sikhson, uh representative. What um, transmission? Mr. Bateman. Uh, we tried to re retrieve the transmission, but were unable, unsuccessful in, in doing so, but we were able Sergeant, to... Sergeant, I'm confused. Help me clarify this. You came in to this man's Marines as a ComTech specialist. <laughs> And he was able to send something that you could not retrieve. You and uh, what's your private's name? He seemed to have pretty good stuff in his CV as well. Is that uh, Stevens? Is that Stevens? The, the Stevens. two of you, yes, as far as I understand, should have been able to break damn near anything. There shouldn't be anything in this goddamn base that you can't get through. So tell me, how did how did goddamn Core get something that you can't retrieve? Uh, he had a. Uh, uh, a specific set of credentials that we were uh, working on um, when there was a plasma storm that damaged the comms array and we were no longer able to uh, further that effort. He seems to relax just a touch from that and he asked, he says, so are you telling me that the signal did not get out? I can confirm that the, the, that a, a message was sent. I cannot, uh, I cannot share with you, sir, the contents of that message at this time. We are presently not allowed back 
at that rig. Oh. We have been we have been warned off of it for hmm. now. Awesome. So I don't know. I, I, I wanted to have the time to uh, question uh, Mr. Bateman um, about the message. Um, he's uh, he denied ever sending it, but I was able to, and you know, in my uh, you know abilities to actually confirm that he did. So there's a disparity. You're saying he's sharing. you did or did not confront him? Uh, I asked him about <laughs> sending the message, and he. He was confronted. He he uh, he he uh, he adamantly uh, uh, denied the fact that, that he that he sent out a message. So we weren't we didn't have time to do any further questioning or interrogation. Um, uh, At this time, you need to remove Baton from your mind. That line of questioning is done. Do not follow up, and let's hope that we don't get any reprimand for that. Because if I do, you can damn well be sure you will. Did well, you did you strike or in any way invade his person? Do we have any problem with that? Uh, can you uh, be more specific, <laughs> sir, when you say invade Did his you person? touch him, Marine? No, I didn't touch him. Very good. I think it would be obvious if I had to. I would expect that. And there is one more uh, thing. Uh, obviously, you probably uh, have already been made aware that there was a, an armed UPP presence uh, on site. We uh, have them in our brig, yes? Yeah, there, there are some that uh, are... are that we had to uh, deal with it with a more forceful nature, um, and uh, will all be in my report. There Very four, good. Four, I believe there were. How many did we? How many did we kill? You Two? actually you or killed four. you killed four. Okay. So there were four KIAs. And then there was uh, then there was one shot and injured from the rooftop okay. before you guys flew out. But you have four of them. All right. And just for you to remember, Dave, for Sergeant Richter. You guys did try and do some questioning. One of them, Chiang, was the one who was questioned. Yeah, we questioned the uh, the. Uh, I don't know which one. The Asian-speaking one. Reminding yeah. you, yeah. Right. I say, yeah. There were four KIAs, and we, we tried to question an Asian-speaking uh, gentleman. Um, what did you do with the bodies? Uh, the bodies are uh, 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 we're in a in a craft that that was swept out to sea, I believe. When you say swept out to sea. You don't know where it went? Uh, it exited the uh, boathouse. Uh, the engines were running and it uh, exited the boathouse. So by your expectation, do you believe that it could have gotten over 100 yards from that oil rig? It could have, sir. But it also could, those bodies still could be in the vicinity. Okay. Anything else? This is sure a goddamn mess for your first less than 24 hours well, nothing here, my Marines aren't, aren't prepared to handle. Good job. Great first day. Okay. We've so, all had quite a first day. Yeah, oh yeah. He says, son, look, things get tough out there. We have to deal with them the way that we can. He says, I know a little bit about you, Sergeant. I can tell you that what happened with my son is not the same thing that happened with Kooks two years ago. I want you to understand, in this case, that was unfortunate, but was out of your control. This was unfortunate, and it was also out of your control, but something that might have been dealt with in a different way. And he sits quiet for a moment, which means, unless you've got something to say, you sit quiet for a moment. He finally says, he goes, and at this point you can see the major has broken, and this is just a father, and he says, you, there's no, you saw nothing of my son? I wish that I had, sir. 
Very good. I'll expect that report before you sack out. Yes, sir. Dismissed. I turn around and leave. Okay. So when you go out, out in the front, the perfunctory that's there tells you, probably be a, a corporal, will, will tell you where you're going inside okay. the base. Who I'm looking for to get housing and that kind of stuff. Right. Quarters, yeah. You have a small, single quarters for you. Basically, bed, desk, small refrigeration unit that sits under some kind of a sink, that type of thing. You already have a provided uh, well, a, a provided laptop for you to be able to do your work on. Actually, it'd probably be a provided desktop with you for you to do your report on. You meet the men. As you come in, you do get to meet Private Brooks. Now, okay. Brooks is not somebody that you remember, but definitely, at least upon first inspection, solid man. Very clean cut, everything to a T. I mean, the haircut is perfect on both sides. A very tall, rigid man. Okay. So, back to the... We'll go back to the civilians real quick. <laughs> you guys have been waiting around now for roughly an hour. Mm. Lance Bateman's definitely getting impatient. Yeah. Do you do you do anything about that? Um, at some point, eventually, he'll look at the Marines and say, "So, hey guys, uh, what are we waiting on here?" You are waiting on your ride, and you are waiting on a reduction in the outside weather pattern so that we can get oh, you back wonderful. to. Andy's dropped safely. Are there any other questions? Uh, how long would that take? He looks right at you and says, "Can you control the weather?" I mean, you don't have like a weatherman here or something that can give a <laughs> prediction or an ETA. Don't have a weatherman. So he gets he gets kind of a half smile and looks over at Katrina Hill and says, "You know what? Maybe she knows a weatherman." Oh, great! <laughs> so, don't on. So. When he goes to sit down, when he goes to sits down, Katrina will be there because you, you'll notice this, Doctor Langtree. Okay. And, and it'll probably be in retrospect, but when when he goes to sits down, she'll be sitting there. He'll be there for maybe a minute, and she'll get up and come over and talk to you. As she approaches, you can feel both of the Marines move to face her, which is probably now getting unnerving for you. It's not fun. No. Yeah. So she comes down and she sits down next. She says, um, Doctor Langtree, when we get back to New Dallas. Do you have time to look in on a, a personal situation for me? I would appreciate. Uh, it's not anonymity. I would appreciate. I would appreciate doctor-patient privilege on this. But would you have time? It's rather urgent. Of course, absolutely. Um, Thank you. Is it urgent? Should we find I a... believe it can hold until we get to Andy's drop. All right, Hill. Of course. Thank you. Thank you. She's got so a strange not... rash that isn't healing. <laughs> so for you guys, mm. if there's, if there's not anything specific that. that you guys will bring up, it'll be about another two hours. And they've actually brought you out some kind of like finger sandwiches, but not that makes it sound really nice. They're not nice. They're just, you know... <laughs> Two pieces of bread with some kind of meat and cheese in between them. Probably no condiments, but, you know, brought around. And most everybody will take something. It's not a huge meal, but just something to kind of keep you from being peckish. And you guys will be told, we have the transport set. Uh, we'd like to have you all follow us. 
the two Paris Marines that are on both of you guys will follow in, and if you guys in, at any point kind of push into the mass, they'll ask either or both of you who decide to push into the mass, could, could we ask you to wait back? We're, we're tasked to follow you. It's going to be uncomfortable for the people around us. How? I mean, do I need to make a pull-out bed for you guys when we get back to my house? Until you are on the transport, you're our responsibility, at which point you become your own responsibility. Okay, sure. So you guys make your way to the transport. So the transport is not flight. You're going to be driving. And as you guys load up, you're loading up in a very light, light mist. It's not rain at this point. Everybody is out here without any kind of face shield, obviously because there wouldn't be a reason for it. Go ahead and give me an observation roll. And Dave, your stress for Sergeant Richter is now zero. And everybody should be at zero at this point. One success. One success. No success. All right. So it's it's not really on your mind, Cole, but for the other two of you, you guys are smelling salt air. Now, as you look around, there's not the ability to really see how close you are to an ocean or anything like that. You smell this this sort of smell over near the rig as well. But Andy's drop, you well know, should be far enough from a salt body of water to where you shouldn't be smelling this smell at all. Hmm. So just an odd thing for you. So and what's the what's the weather doing out here exactly? Currently it's misty. You can misty. definitely see where the rain pattern is moving to the north. Okay. So you, you guys came from where you were at the oil rig. You flew north. You landed here. The weather followed you and is continuing so not, north. Not far uh, line of sight. No, not not good line of sight. And you guys are late, late evening. I'm assuming okay. we're getting up around 11, 11 p.m. or maybe even midnight. You know, subjective time. And you guys are load up on the transports. You load up on two transports, which drive out. You have a few windows. This is. Uh, it's the armored personnel carrier, but not the one that you've seen in Aliens. It's something that literally carries personnel. It's not objectively built to have weapons in that, although you're pretty sure there's weapons in it. The contingent of Marines that go with you, you have a driver, you have the passenger seat filled by a Marine, and there are two Marines sitting in the middle of the two lines of benches. You guys drive back into Andy's Drop. Coming into Andy's Drop, you guys are going to come through. Uh, it's about two kilometers. They're not racing, but it's a fairly quick ride. It looks to be, though it's not paved, it looks to have been driven enough times that it is a fairly solid road. You guys can hear the water as you slap through puddles, but it's not a particularly bumpy ride or anything of that sort. So as you guys come in, you will drive through a, and this is where you're starting to really get to see things, you'll drive through an open area. I'm going to just, for ease, put the three of you guys into one rig, okay? The two of you will notice this. Marshall, I I believe you're going to notice this as well. Where you go, the Merryweathers go, all right? They don't (laughs) sit on your lap. They're not like that, but they, they will slide in to make sure that wherever you are, they seem to be close, Get rid of these damn (laughs) So as you guys start driving through it and they look out, they're they're talking. Well, you think we're going to get to expand into the farm? 
And, and the other one says, I, I don't know. I don't know. Not after that last incident. He goes, God damn it. We, we got to get away from mom and pa at some point. Yeah. Well, I, that's what I thought we were going to do. And they're, they're talking about the reason that they were off planet. So does anyone care? There's not a reason you have to, but I'm just letting you know if anyone cares, would you listen in? Marshall, I'm really looking at you just yeah, because. Yeah, I would be listening in because they done did talk about blowing shit up. All right. So so the two of them, what you, what you get from the short gist of what they're talking about, and they don't seem to be doing it for your benefit. Uh, you know, you can tell if they were trying to make sure you kind of found out about it. What's happened is they have tried to break away from their parents twice and get their own basically land area. They both feel that they are good at it. They're sick and tired of doing it dad's way. Dad's way is slow. Dad's way is actually wrong. They both believe they can do much better. But every time they go in and and try and make an offer, they're asked, do they have the money to support what they're doing? So leaving planet, they don't tell you what they did, but you kind of overhear that they think they've got enough money and they're going to have to talk to the new, and this is where it changes, they're going to have to talk to the new assayer and see if they can get it. And then the Billy, because you guys have kind of learned Billy and Joe, Billy looks up, and Marshall, you're going to see him get up, and Lance, where you're sitting, he's going to come up and speak with the guy on your left, because the person on your right is Katrina, is going to speak with the guy on your left, he's like, could I trade seats? And they're like, yeah, sure, and it moves. And uh, Billy Billy Merriweather is sitting right next to you. I'll so, raise a brow, look over. <laughs> so he says, um, Sir, I, I was hoping that, that you might be able to help my, my brother and me. Oh, probably not, but I'll hear it. <laughs> <laughs> so he, he takes that, and he's, and he's, you know, he's, he's low tones. He definitely takes that kind of as a slap, like, you know, come on, everybody loves me type of thing. But, but he rolls with it. He says, so I... If I've understood correctly from all the things you've said, you are you're pretty high up in the Sikhs and Corps. Maybe a, a VP or, or something like that. I think that's I'm a very important executive at Sikhs and yes. Yeah, VP. Okay. So as as one of them very could could you could you help us? So I know that I know that the uh, I know that the big guy who came down is on the other transport. He's Sikhs and as well. He's taken over the assayer's office. We, we, we deduced that. We kind of just need him to be on our side. Would, 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 you, would you be willing to to like put in a good word for us? Oh, I, I don't engage in corporate politics at that we, level. We could well make it worth your while. Your first side quest, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> he, he says, um, and he like, puts his hand like right in front of his and says, I'm Billy, by the way. I, 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 I don't think... We've been properly introduced. So I'll, I'll hesitantly shake his hand. Okay. Lance Bateman. Do you, do you give him the solid shake or do you give him the... the I, I have a pretty practiced, uh, you know, corporate... Yeah. Kind do, you of do, the, do you do the Trump pull him into your body thing? No, 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 yeah. <laughs> Keep him at a distance, just kind of cordially, professionally shake their hand swiftly and let go. Don't, you know... And you tell him your name? Lance Bateman. Mr. So. Bateman, is, is it okay if I call you Lance? So, no, it's not okay. It, <laughs> is, I, I understand. So, Mr. Bateman, here on here on New Dallas and on Andy's Drop, you're, you're new here. I haven't seen you here before, at least the time I've been here, which is my whole life, so I haven't seen you here before. I am new. You're, you're very observant. <laughs> I, 
I want to tell you that me and my brother know Andy's drop like the back of our hands. And he shows you the back of his hand. Oh. And he like puts it up there and says, Okay. We we are the kind of friends that you would like to have. Now I know I know that you got high muckety mucks, you know, hired killers and you know, people no, break people's necks and stuff. Yeah. But there's things that that take a little more tact and a, a little more and he kinda looks around and goes, You know, just that that quiet thing, the how do, how do you folk call it? The the deniability. Hmm. Okay, so Lance Bateman's like where this conversation is headed, actually. So he's I'm very much paying attention if you'll let me. <laughs> they're not they're not yeah. quiet enough that you can't hear them. I'm just like these <laughs> And at some point I'm just gonna have to raise my badge up to show, know, show Lance. Y'all know I'm here, right? Like, it's fine. <laughs> Do, do no, you actually? No, no, I don't no, raise it yet. But I'm listening. It. Yeah, yeah I'm it's, listening for right now. Right. It's obvious Lance doesn't uh, fear the marshal very much. How sure. old are the Merryweathers? Merryweathers are probably early 20s, maybe 21, 22, 23, in that kind of area. They're good size, healthy. When I say okay. farm boy, you kind of get. But they're younger. Age. They're definitely younger, and yeah. they're they're younger additionally because they're not their their big city is 5,000 people. Mm-hmm. You know, they're they're very much not universally versed or socially well versed. They, <clears throat> if you're listening to them, you get the feeling that you're listening to their version of the talk in a spy novel. Yeah, I'm sitting in the seat ahead of you guys, <laughs> so I'm definitely listening. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't eavesdropping on your apology. Or... <laughs> that was a personal choice. <laughs> Oh yeah, continue. I'm listening. Oh, so anyway, uh, okay, yeah. On second thought, I kind of kind of like where this is headed. You know, I could use I could use somebody that's pretty familiar with uh, the locale. You know, and, and and Lance Bateman's thinking in his in his head like, okay, you know, anything to get an edge. So that so so now he's kind of like a little bit more intrigued by so this offer. We have the money, and my money. brother and I have. Well. Let's just say we have we have a couple of brown marks. Isn't a black mark a really bad one? So maybe call them brown marks. We have a couple of brown marks in our past. And then I assure you, they were before we were fully adult and, and part of the, the colony. But, but we have changed <laughs> sure. our ways. And we would really like to get a plot to start to start working. We're, we're good at what we do, Mr. Bateman. Very good. Well, I'm not exactly in real estate, you know. No, no, no. But if you could put in a word with uh, with the assayer, if you could put a word with with Mr. Thorson, I just anything, just a you know, that them boys is good boys. You know, give them a chance, that that kind of thing. Well, you know, who's not guilty of a few small infractions here? And right, there? right. And he kind of that makes him feel a little more comfortable, and he's, he he almost feels like he's on the same level with you. You can see that. I mean, you read people oh so yeah, we're much. not we are not on the same right, level. right. But but right now he thinks you are. So. <laughs> no. Uh, so yeah, Lance Lance Bateman will let him kind of uh, you know appreciate that and and feel you know leave him you know kind of believing that he's possibly going to help him out, but. Okay. You know, I'll see what I can do. No promises. I, I appreciate that, sir. I appreciate it. And what you guys will see is he said, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. He looks back over at Joe and does the big thumbs up with the shit-eating grin. Oh, my God. And, and then looks to you and he says, um, I, I, Mr. Bateman, I won't take up any more of your time. I Thank you so much. And he puts his hand out to shake your hand again. Uh, 
I will again shake his hand and say, um, if I do say something, I'll let you know what you can do for me. Absolutely, sir. Absolutely. And he gets up and the seat change happens again. And the person looks a little more annoyed <laughs> this time. So Katrina, once he leaves, leans in and goes, is that wise? I'm going to turn around on my seat and look over <laughs> the edge and be like, can you wait 24 hours before you start corrupting the youth of this I planet? have agreed to nothing, Dr. Langtree. <laughs> Did you ask them why they've been denied their proposals? Well, you, you know, everybody's guilty of a few small things. Everybody has skeletons in their closet. You and know then that. you're going to bring, what is it, the assessor? Yep. That's not Fred Jones. That's Goran's Fred... Uh, actually, I've, I've got it screwed up. It's Jones. I've been saying... I'm sorry. I've been oh. saying Goran Thorson. It's Fred Jones. And you're going to yeah. bring the Mr. Land Jones Sears, into Jones. your nonsense. Look, you know, I'm not doing this for those get, those guys, those kids. If, uh, if, there's some, if there's some way they can help me, then maybe I'll help them. Who knows? The lows that you sing to surprise me each time. And then I'll just sit back. So Katrina's, Katrina's right there, and as you're saying it, and she doesn't take a combative tone with it, but she says, Dr. Langtree, isn't it, isn't it the purpose of the corporations to lift up those, those lower people, those, those dirt people, and bring them <laughs> to a level where they can be a productive part of society? And isn't that what he's doing? He's giving two, two of the, the youth, our, our, our future, boy, she's selling it, the youth, our future, a chance to, to make something of themselves. I like I that, Miss Hill. Let's go with that. I loudly snort laugh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now I'm going to sit back up and look mm. over at Katrina. Oh, she shrinks. <laughs> the only thing he's delivering them to is, is prison time. Uh, whatever extortion he's going to arrange. Katrina Hill looks at you, Cole, and then looks back. Is, is They're not going to benefit from this. He's going to have Langtree. them do... You know me better than that. Oh, I know you. You're going to have them do some slimy maneuver that gets them holding the bag. They're going to get in trouble. Well, obviously, if they get... fly off to your next planet. <laughs> if it were only so easy. There's a touch of frustration in his <laughs> response there. I was thinking more like a forlorn look out the window. If only it was so easy. No. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, the, the, ride, the ride finishes. You guys are brought in. So, over the fairly quiet intercom in here. I mean, it's not a blasting, blaring, you know, bus ride. But the person in the front will talk to it, will tell you where each person is letting off. They're going to try and bring you each to the specific area where you're supposed to go. Bit by bit, it unloads. So, Marshall, you're going to get dropped off at the Marshall Station, all right? Dr. Langtree, you're going to get dropped off in front of the clinic. And on first inspection from the outside, you're kind of impressed. Good. It's, it's a bigger, okay. fairly opulent-looking building from the outside. It appears to have been painted recently, or it is upkept well. So, bodes well for you heading in. Lance Bateman, you will be the last person. Katrina Hill actually gets off before you. You'll be the last person on there. And How did that happen? The, the person who's driving, the, the Marine who's driving, so it's four Marines and you. <laughs> and the Marine who's driving turns around and says... Mr. Bateman, I was not given orders where to take you. Do you have a an LZ, a, 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 See, a I mean, place you're supposed to be going? Wherever the the in whenever Whalen Yutane was in uh, was in charge here, did they have like a, a headquarters or like some sort of you know? Yes, is is that you're going to the Whalen Yutani? What field building? office? 
Do they, yeah, is it like a field a office or is it, Yeah. you know, I, I'm, I'm interested. I mean, do I have, first off, do I have like local quarters arranged? I'm assuming I do. Do not. <sighs> oh. <laughs> how do they, how, what did they send me here for? Well. I mean, <laughs> okay, well then, yeah. yeah I, I mean, obviously. Back of the corporate office. Yeah, somebody, this already. So, yeah somebody, somebody messed up. Somebody dropped the ball no, somewhere. No, someone's like, that's for not calling me back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, so, um. Yeah, no, I guess I'll look for some somewhere to somewhere to stay. I guess. So when you say look, like, you're gonna hop out of the vehicle. No, I mean, is there like a person that arranges like you know habitats in this colony or like? I, uh, you're talking about. <laughs> you're talking about colonial habitation, or you, you're 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 looking. I I mean, so, yeah, absolutely, no At no problem. Midnight. It's I mean, no well, where am I gonna? Midnight. What am I gonna do? I'm is not homeless. I'm not staying on. Oh, is, is there, there a hotel? Is there a is there so, so, you do, so he's he's driving somewhere. Do you ask him, is there a hotel or in? Yes. Is uh, there a hotel? Do you guys have a colonial hotel? Well, I, I, I'm sorry. <laughs> the colonial? <laughs> right there, colonial hotels. Brought to you by Seeks. <laughs> if you're on the colonies and you need a hotel, think Seeks and Space. He says, so wait a minute, you, 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 you want to go to the way station, or did you want to go to the the Weyland-Yutani offices, or Colonial Habitation? I'm I'm sorry, sir, I am trying to bring you where you need to go. I mean, so... And the two Marines from the are, back have now moved up front, so the four Marines are right there around you. So, you know, out of character, are there Weyland-Yutani still here, right? We know they're still here, so like... Are, is there any kind of like transition from Wayland Yutani to Sigsen that's well, going not, to occur you're, at you're any the point? Transition. You're the so, one that's supposed to be coming. Here. So should I then report the to Wayland Yutani and announce my presence and uh, let uh, let them do it? Do deal you with think where to put Chevron me up. Would ever go to mobile and say, "All right, so what are we doing here?" Yeah, I mean, at no. midnight. <laughs> at midnight, no. <laughs> well, is there a hotel though? Do you yeah, ask? I mean, oh my gosh. I guess that's my only option. I mean, I'm not sleeping in the streets. <laughs> <laughs> Just curl uh, up with your briefcase. <laughs> <laughs> well, Mr. Bateman, that's 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 absolutely fine. Um, yeah, I can get you there. So you're Good you're God. maybe another three minutes of driving, and <clears throat> they pull up in front of a building, which there are lights on in the building. It's a three-story building, but the front space does not have lights and is not necessarily inviting. And the Marines open the door for you. Okay, so yeah, I'll, I'll head in. All right, so as soon as you step out, Very they disgruntled. shut the door and drive off. Oh, God. <laughs> Screw those guys. Now, being people of interest, both the doctor and the uh, company man, might, they might, you know, until they're, they're debriefed, they probably put them up in quarters. Specifically, specifically what she, she had asked about that, and the Marines had told her as soon as, the, as, soon as they are on the transports, they are no longer their charge. Hmm. Now, well, where, where was my stuff sent to? He was not aware of that. To. Bateman was not aware of that. But what, what was that? Like, where's my stuff sent to? When so they, you when know that your stuff here. will be sitting at basically the starport. I don't have a better oh, term for it for the landing area, but the cargo haulers will be bringing down your stuff, and it will be hmm. something that you can pick up. So that is something that's just going to sit safe. Until you pick it up, it's just literally sitting in a cargo box. It wasn't burned up in the uh, show. <laughs> <laughs> Burned up on entry. They lost yeah. it. 
could happen. I, I have a lot of suits in that stuff. I need to get those. Identical little yeah. clone suits. <laughs> this one's black. This one's off black. <laughs> Are they all seeks in This one's suits? white. Of this course. one's eggshell white. <laughs> eggshell. <laughs> Colonel Sanders is going to bust out a white suit. Most is How you, Dallas? Okay, okay. I was talking about the undershirt, but <laughs> but I like that. I like that. Colonel All right. Sanders. So, what are you doing? So, what are you doing? Lance Bateman is is getting pissed off here. Like, <laughs> he is. He's getting pissed he, off. He, he was expecting to to have the red carpet rolled out, not to be <laughs> dropped off at a motel in the middle of the with night. With the lights off. With the lights off. Hello, this is Lance Bateman. Is anybody here? Hello, it's Lance Bateman. For crying out loud. All right. So as you're standing there, kind of getting, trying to get some idea of what you're going to do, there's a vehicle that comes around. So give me an idea. The city blocks are wide enough that two vehicles can pass side by side fairly comfortably, but are like, not parked. So it's are the roads like paved, you said? They're not? No, they're not paved. Okay, so it's just like paved. dirt roads. Right. Yeah. And they're, they're wide enough for somebody to pass, but they are not wide enough for somebody to park and then two vehicles pass on either side. So it's basically, when I say two lanes, it is yeah. two okay. lanes. So the lighting is approximately every four or five buildings, there is a small kind of guttering, sputtering light that oh, will God. light up the area around it. So it is not by any means pitch black. What the, the hell misty, did I get into? The misty rain is gone. But everyone, everything has that kind of covering of, of wet and dew at this point. You see a pair of lights that come up, and as they get closer, you realize it's got to be some kind of police. Much closer, you realize it's the marshals. And the vehicle pulls over, window rolls down, and says, is there any reason why you're out after curfew? I thought I was inside the building, but when you said the, the Marine opened the door, you meant the vehicle door. Okay. Yes. So, so, yeah, in that case, before I was banging, saying All right, hello. So, and, no, and nobody responds, which makes it even better. So as you're banging on the door, yeah, so, so right. Up. So I'll turn to the Marines and I'll say, do you hold not up. know who I am? I'm Lance Bateman. All right, so hold up. Let me, let me run you back. So the Marine opens the, the door to the vehicle. You get out, go to the door of the yeah. building. They're gone. Bong, 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 bong. As you're banging on the door, you, you will hear a vehicle pull up. Okay. Marshall gets out, walks up as you're banging and says... Can I help you? What are you doing out here after curfew? I am Lance Bateman, Seekson, Employee of the Year 2179, and I have just arrived here after being damn near shot down and killed on my shuttle over, and now I can't even find where I'm supposed to sleep. I got a place for you. Come with me. I'm not sleeping at a police station, Marshal. All due respect. I said come with me, and we'll end right there. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Lance gets arrested. Thank you for listening to another NCRP Productions podcast. To stay on top of everything we're doing, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter and like us on Facebook, all at NCRP Productions. You can show your support and help us continue to produce content by joining our Patreon. We offer additional podcasts like our B-Sides and have GM materials, maps, and other fun things you can discover over time. You can find our podcasts on YouTube, Anchor, Spotify, Apple, Google, and many other fine podcast sites. Just look for us at NCRP Productions. We value your thoughts, so please don't hesitate to leave us feedback or comments. 
And if you would like to contact us directly, you can email us at ncrpproductions at gmail.com.